What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Wednesday the 16th of November. Hundreds of Indian expats cheered on the England squad as they arrived at their team hotel in Qatar last night. The England coach pulled into the five-star Sukal Wakra Hotel just south of Doha amid accusations that the fans were actually migrant workers paid to act as England supporters. These claims were denied by many of the fans present, but it's added to suspicions that the Qatari government is trying to micromanage every aspect of their PR this tournament. Meanwhile, Gareth Southgate's squad will train for the first time this afternoon. Wales have arrived in Qatar as they prepare to play their first World Cup for 64 years. Robert Page's squad and staff flew from Cardiff on Tuesday afternoon and landed in Doha in the early hours of this morning. Wales begin their campaign against the United States on Monday in Group B, the same group of course as England and Iran. France and RB Leipzig forward Christopher Nkunku will miss the World Cup after he suffered a leg injury yesterday. Nkunku was caught with a heavy tackle by Eduardo Camavinga in training on Tuesday. He's the latest high-profile French player to be ruled out of the World Cup through injury, with midfielders Paul Pogba and N'Golo Kante and defender Prejnal Kimpembe also absent. Eintracht Frankfurt striker Randall Colomuani has been called up to replace him. In other injury news, Bayern Munich and Senegal striker Sadio Mane has travelled with his national team and is part of the squad, but according to the Senegal Football Federation, will miss the first games due to an issue with his right fibula. And in the ongoing Ronaldo saga, it is thought that Man United co-owner Joel Glazer will be the one to make the final decision about Ronaldo's future at the club after the forwards incendiary TV interview. Ronaldo's position at United is considered untenable after saying in an interview that he felt betrayed and that the Glazer family do not care about the club. The 37-year-old forward also said he has no respect for the manager Eric Ten Hag and singled out two former United players, Wayne Rooney and Gary Neville, after they criticised him. Those are your headlines. Okay, then let's start with this story about the hundreds of Indian expats cheering on the England squad as they arrived. Uh, a great scene, great video, um, singing and chanting and blowing trumpets and banging drums. It was great. It was great to see. Having said that, there are accusations that these fans are poorly paid migrant workers who have been forced into doing this and to pretending to be England fans in order to try and make the tournament look inviting, look vibrant, look like the Qataris and the locals are all excited about this happening. Now, obviously, I've got no idea. I've got no idea if that's true or not. These could well be expats from India now living in Qatar and supporting the England team. You know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. England are a very popular football team with huge star names. So that, that could be the case. Or it could be that they are actually paid migrant workers doing this. I don't know. None of us know, I don't think. And this is the problem, is that we don't have any trust at all in what the Qatari government are telling us. We don't know. There's so much in the way of smoke and mirrors at this tournament. They're, they're trying to cover up all sorts of problems. They're trying to put a good spin on everything. So 
I don't know what to believe. And that's a big problem going into a, a global event like this where we can't trust what the hosts are telling us. And it's not just this, is it? It's, it's almost every aspect of this tournament so far. We haven't even started yet. We're five days away from starting, and yet we're still not completely convinced that what our hosts are telling us is true. And that, that is an issue. I'm sure that this story will be revealed in the next day or so, one way or the other. It's not just England that's happening with, it's happening with Brazil and Argentina as well. Again, you know, generally quite well-supported club, uh, clubs, nations, so it could be, it could just be that. It, this could be all be perfectly innocent, or it might not be, and we don't know, and that's an issue. But let's move on, though. More bad news, I'm afraid, for the tournament. Christopher Nkunku missing the World Cup after he got injured in training. Quite a bad tackle from Kamavinga, it's got to be said. So he's out. Senegal striker Sadio Mane, who a lot of us know through... Liverpool in his Premier League days, he's also out. And again, this is just indicative of the, the World Cup not being a great idea in the first place. Take away the human rights stuff, take away all those things. We're playing a World Cup in the middle of a season where players are playing at full tilt right up until the eve of the World Cup. Of course there's going to be injuries. Of course there's going to be issues. We're, we're missing so many star names at this World Cup now. I'm sure, I'm sure more will drop between now and the start on Sunday. It's just not a particularly edifying spectacle to see this. And I'm sorry this is so negative. You know, I'm, I'm hoping as the days roll on, we can actually get into the football and hopefully start to enjoy it. And the Whistleblowers World Cup, World Cup Daily Podcast will be uh, a celebration of the football. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, but at the moment, it's difficult to see that. Uh, finally then, the ongoing Ronaldo saga. Co-owner Joel Glazer is the one that will make the final decision. That makes sense. I don't understand how there could even be a decision to make at this point. If your choice is between Ronaldo, a 37-year-old striker who's way past his best and can't be trusted to act properly and act on, in, the, in the interests of the club when he's in public, or it's Eric Ten Hag, who's a, a, a new, youngish manager with new ideas, who's had a pretty good start to life at the club and who seems to have the squad behind him, minus Ronaldo. It's not a decision. There's no, there's no decision to be made there. It's definitely Eric Ten Hag. Well, you're going to put your eggs in the basket of a guy who wants to leave the club? Of course you're not. Nonsense. So, again, it's one of those ones we've got tonight and tomorrow the full interview goes out with the Piers Morgan show. So I guess there'll be more fallout over the next couple of days. We'll keep you posted if there's anything of interest that comes out that hasn't already. My suspicion is all the juicy bits have already come out. But if anything else does uh, emerge, we'll cover it on here. Look, we're out of time. I'll be back same time tomorrow with more Whistleblowers Daily. And this will all, all the branding's going to change to officially will be the World Cup uh, whistleblowers daily uh, from probably tomorrow or, or uh, Friday onwards uh, you don't need to know that who cares about that it doesn't matter alright I'll see you tomorrow Sports Social Podcast Network